Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey, bloody friends. It is Thursday. It is Thursday, and it's time to drink some juice. Juice only. Are you? And spill the tea. And spill We're the spilling tea. the tea all over you today. Okay. Sounds yeah. a little. It is. It sounds exactly how it is, and it is exactly how it sounds. <laughs> Man, I put a play on words. <laughs> I'm wordy today. <laughs> Y'all, we are glad to be back for a new month of bloody happy hour cults 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 i just had an epiphany oh i think you know how you can go on facebook and do a poll yeah after each episode we should put up a poll and they need to vote who is more likely to join the cult that we talk about me or you. <laughs> so after you listen today, I want you to like think about it and see who is most likely to join the cult that I'm going to tell you about today. Can that be a game? Mm-hmm. Will we remember to play it? Mm. Probably not. Let's let's re- let's be intentional. Okay. And let's is remember. That your word? Yeah, that is my word. Did you just make that up? I did. That's her 2022 word. Yeah. Be intentional with your thoughts. Be intentional with your words and be intentional with your actions. Can I tell you about my true crime book club meeting this week? Yes. I'm so sad I didn't go. Um, Oh, you weren't intentional about the dates on your calendar? Is that what you're saying? Uh, You know what? It wasn't on my calendar. (laughs) And so I intentionally didn't know what I was doing with my life. But I'm going to be intentional for the next time. Okay. Well, I don't even know when that is yet. So we'll see. Well, you need to intentionally tell me. So this month was cold cases. And so we brought in a special guest and his name is Sheriff Terry Fuller. He's local here. And if you look him up, he's closed a lot of cold cases here in Waco. He's just a cowboy. He like he works with Sheriff Parnell McNamara a lot. So he came and he brought some goodies and he told us basically how to go about a cold case. <gasps> Everybody has their favorite cold case. So we talked about Missy Beaver's case <gasps> just as an, as an example of a cold case. And then there was the Lovers Lane murders in Houston that has been unsolved since the 80s. Still a cold case. And so he just kind of told us the ins and outs. So we're going to have a cold case unsolved month in April. I will have to intentionally bring him back so he can school y'all. But the best part was, I mean, he was a great speaker, but he brought some goodies. 
and Caroline, that business card I sent you a picture of? Yes. Now, I have to tell you, he was one of the guys that arrested David Koresh of the Com Waco compound. We ain't coming out. <laughs> Branch Davidians. <clears throat> Messiah Productions. Yes. And oh he had 1,000 business cards. And so Terry was able to keep these and he gave us one and so i'll post a picture but read them read what it says caroline it says messiah cyrus productions uh-huh and then it says david koresh guitar vocals and then it gives an address and then it names a few other people oh, where like his sidekicks like yeah his... steve schneider music manager yes and i think and he then died. it puts a phone number and then it says the back. the back revelations 10 five through seven i mean it has a bunch of yeah isaiah micah ezekiel jeremiah so some of his favorite um bible verses um and he just kind of told us a story about how when he was going to arrest david koresh and then another guy and they both thought they were the messiah and so they basically had to go to a courtroom and and whoever won raised a dead body first was the innocent one because they were proven that they're the messiah so obviously what? nobody did <laughs> who did they that? were just like it was another guy i forgot his name was george i think another guy in the call in <clears throat> within the davidians and they both thought that they were the messiah which is jesus oh they were like fighting over who was the messiah yes oh, and so they gosh. were just like well first one to raise a dead body is the winner is the to Messiah. like levitate a dead body? <laughs> like, no, bring them back to life. Oh, I thought you meant like only Jesus, can, only the Messiah can do that. Remember that game you used to play where you put <laughs> two fingers under somebody and oh, you like raise yes. them up? What know. was that called? Stiff as a board, light as a feather. Stiff as a board, light as a feather. Light stiff as a, as a board, light as a feather. Stiff as a board, and they're supposed to like raise up. Do you remember that? Yes. Can we play that next time we have multiple people to play it with? <laughs> sure. See if you can lift me up. Okay. I want to be levitated. I'm going to be intentional about being levitated. Please do. But so neither, but they died before they, either of them could bring somebody back. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but well, it was so cool. I have a David Koresh's card. So I everybody like, out there, you should be jealous. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm glad I got a picture of it. And then can you read my um, bracelet? The Clinton County Sheriff's Office. Wait. Cold case unit. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you ever get pulled over, April, you better wear that at all say, times. Wait be a like, minute. I'm on you duty. You like strip. So she has this band on. I was thinking you could like stretch your arm out the window just so they could like see it. Yes. Just and then they'd be like, "Oh, are you Clinton County Sheriff's Cold Please case let unit?" Me go. And you're like, "Oh yeah, I am." They're like, oh, "Have a good day, ma'am." <laughs> what do you have? Okay, I have this story. It's new about this girl, Lauren Smithsfield, and she they're in Bridgeport, Connecticut. She was found dead in her apartment in December. And now after they just um, said, like police said it was an accident. And now they're finally starting to open up a criminal investigation. They're looking into it. So basically what happened was she met this guy on Bumble. So this is another little dating app situation. So she's a social media influencer. So she like went to high school. She ran track. She went to college. She was currently in college, but she had like a YouTube channel and um, she was like, she was healthy. She worked out and she was like 
just happy and living like there was no anything no signs of like her having any kind of like mental issues or any health concerns her um her family is saying after they ruled this murder or death a accident they're like we're not satisfied with it the police seem to do no investigating at all so they they also said that they were pretty rude to them and they told the family to stop calling the police department and like the headline of the of like the news story was like influencer dead of fentanyl overdose oh no yes and like i said she had no history of drug use she was a healthy girl and basically what it came down to was they said that a cocktail of drugs was found in her system so we have promethazine and hydroxazine and fentanyl and alcohol so those things are basically fenugreek and hydro hydrazine hydrazine <coughs> well so these are nausea medicine i think both of the so visterol is like the street name for one of them fenugreek and then fentanyl so you know these are those two are for nausea for motion sickness okay. for anxiety Ooh. and fentanyl i mean we know how many overdoses yeah. now are out, out there about fentanyl and so basically this concoction is gonna make you very sleepy and very like lethargic and basically makes your body relax and it's a you know great way to make a uh, date rape drug and so this is what they are looking into and they're the guy and did he call 911 or how do they so this is what happened she meets this guy on bumble he's this 37 year old guy his name's Matthew LaFountain. He says that he came over. They took a few tequila shots. She started feeling a little sick. They played some board games. They ate a little food, started to watch a movie. She got tired and like fell asleep on the couch. He carries her to bed, lays her down in the bed, and then he fell asleep next to her. He woke up at 630 in the morning. He notices her nose was bleeding. She was cold, dead, not moving. He called the he called 911. So from here, they basically were like, oh, it was an accident. She, no. you know, nothing happened. They contaminated the scene. Like, the cops didn't do it. They didn't question him. They were like, he just seemed like such a nice guy. They took him at his word. Was he a Baptist preacher, too? Probably so. Probably. So, the whole, the key to this is <laughs> basically what I was listening to Nancy Grace. And she was like, "There." so the evidence is there's there was a condom that was in the bathroom that was filled with semen. And the police didn't do anything with that. And the, there was blood on the sheets. And how she was laying, the blood was in the middle of the bed. And she was on the corner of the bed. And it just didn't add up to his story. didn't add up to how she was found or, or like to the blood that was on the sheets. So they're saying like that the family is saying that the police like gave an inadequate response. And like that it was compromised evidence and Ugh. all this stuff. And they didn't even do like... um like a vaginal exam on her. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's Goodness. awful. So another little tidbit to this is that her brother, the girl's brother in the middle of the night, like came and at, at like midnight, he went over there to like, they give her some clothes or something, whatever he, the point of that is he saw her. She was seemingly fine. He didn't notice anything went wrong with her. He just met up with her. They gave whatever the clothes outside the apartment 
he said if it, if she was like drunk, he would have been like, what's going on with you? You know, uh-huh. he would have said something. She seemed normal. And then 630 in the morning, she's dead. Like that doesn't add up. Did she say anybody was there? No, I he didn't all know. All that dating stuff did not even like the <clears throat> things that he said didn't happen. He just probably came in, raped and killed her. She probably rejected him. I don't know. But the 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 one of the key points to this is perpetrators who commit crimes like this are very strategic in who they target. And especially if you're on dating apps, it's a great way to target vulnerable people. She was much younger than he was. She Mm. was 23. He was 37. She didn't know him. He came to her house. So this is a great way to isolate your victim in order to commit like sexual assault. Um, And so we have to understand like the grooming process of this and that these people can take advantage of the vulnerable people. So just be aware of not that the From not, swiping it, wasn't, rights. it wasn't the dating app. Like it, it's not that it's just you being aware of what situation you're putting yourself into. Y'all, this is the first story of our cult month. <laughs> and I lied to you when I told you that we would be talking about the branch Davidians. Oh, did you, did we say that? I uh, yeah, we said that at like episode one. Last you know, I I feel like it's not really lies; it's just misleading. I Com- just mis- told and them sometimes story. we just you know get sidetracked. Well, we had two big cases for January, and we're just a little worn out. So we're gonna save the Branch Davidians for a month that we can put all of our time in it. This cult today, we are talking about the Heaven's Gate UFO cult. Oh. Have you heard of it? Mike said, hmm. I've heard of Mike's heard of it. He was actually a part of it. Oh, I believe it. I mean, (laughs) he looks a little cultish. That's why he doesn't like, yeah, Nike shoes. He knows. He knows. He knows. (gasps) He does know? Yes. Do you have $5.75 in your pocket? (laughs) You did research? (laughs) Damn you. (laughs) No, but I had to figure because I got confused with like Jones Jonestown and and the the whatever his name is who does that one and that this one so, Jim Jones and yeah no totally opposite totally opposite yeah. but let me tell you but I don't know much about it so good. so this guy's name is Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. He was born in Texas. He was not the football player. That is Major, Major. Applewhite. It's very. Close. I have said that like rehearsing a couple times, so I hope I don't get sued, Major. But if this is your cousin, you should reach out to us. I mean, Applewhite and from Texas. Why is all these people from Texas with cults? I know. The one I'm doing is not. Okay. So he is born in Spur, Texas. Never even heard of it. In 1931. And his daddy was a Presbyterian minister. I don't know what Presbyterians think. Well, so it's probably a Protestant, means. just like we talked about. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <clears throat> and later white? on. Later on, he went to Corpus Christi High School. And when he graduated there, he went to Austin College in Sherman, Texas. So that's right down the road. Go Roos. So if you went to Austin College, then a cult leader went to ACC? No. Oh. Austin College in Sherman, Texas is the Dallas area. That's Austin Community (laughs) College. Bye. He got a degree in philosophy there hmm. and was a leader of several student organizations. So his mm-hmm. leadership skills started early. Um, 
when he graduated, he was like, I want to go be a minister. So he went to theology school where he joined and met and befriended Matt Baker. Oh, that's joking. <laughs> I'm, playing. I'm playing. I'm just making sure you're listening. Oh, I'm fully attentive. <clears throat> I'm being intentional on listening. <laughs> so when he was there, he married, met and married a lady named Anne, and they had two kids, Mark and Lane. But he figured out, oh, I don't really don't want to be a minister. I want to be a musician. So he quit Millis. Ministry? Ministry. Ministerial? Whatever. He quit school to go be a minister, and he started school to be a musician because that was his dream. But he got drafted into the Army. Oh. Where he didn't have to spend a lot of time because he was honorably discharged just after two years. Hmm. So then he was like, let me get my master's in music. And he went to University of Colorado. He went to all legit schools so far. Hmm. So... So then he was like, I am going to be a famous Broadway opera singer. So they moved to New York and he did all the tryouts and tried to be a part of all these theaters and plays, but he just wasn't good enough and Mm. they needed money. Mm. So he got a job at University of Alabama. Ain't that the big one? 17 colleges? He went to a lot. He's very educated, very smart. Wow. Um, but he's teaching there now. He's a professor at University of Alabama. Is that the the main one that wins all the time? University of Alabama? I would think. There's not another one. It's not Alabama State that's winning. Okay. So he was described as, listen to this, charismatic. He was a great speaker. He was a stylish dresser. And he loved the opera. Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Never mind. Tuscaloosa. Okay. That's where it is. Okay, bye. But is it University of Alabama? Yeah. Okay, so it's the same one. So, charismatic, great speaker, stylish dresser. He loved the opera. He loved theater. What does that sound like to you? Sounds like a cult leader. Sounds like a big mo to me. A mo? A homo. Oh, did you say big mo? A big mo. A big mo. He's basically Jack McFarlane off of Will and Grace. (laughs) (laughs) And people loved him because he was funny. He was charismatic. He had like a sense of humor. But he got fired. Guess why? Because he was uh, touching boys in their private parts. He (gasps) was having an ongoing sexual relationship with another student (gasps) who happened to have a Penis. Oh, I did not even know that. <laughs> as far as I got was five dollars and seventy-five cents, <laughs> and that student had five dollars and seventy-five cents on him. Mm-hmm. So oh, of course he was humiliated because he grew up very religious and he didn't understand his feelings. And he was frustrated because he liked boys, and he knew his religion religion wouldn't allow it. And his wife like left him as she should, like. Your husband yeah. has an affair with some boys. With a student. A student. Number one, you're a student. Sex. Number two, yeah. And it's like double whammy. Mm. Double so whammy. He so didn't, he didn't convince her yet that it was acceptable. No. And that they, they were polygamous. No. No. No, okay. this is not that cult. <laughs> <laughs> this is a diff- that's a different cult. 
Um, so he decided he was going to move to Texas and run away from his embarrassment. So he comes to... Don't come back to Texas. We have enough embarrassment. He was like, I'm going to go to Houston. I'll blend in real good there. Yeah. So he actually met a man named Dean Coral, Candyman Dean Coral, and they lived happy. Are you kidding? Is this a comedy? (laughs) I just wanted to see your reaction. How many times are you going to try to trick me? (laughs) Because you look at me with like amazement at first, and then you're like, so him and Candyman Dean Coral live happily, happily ever after. April. Okay. Okay. I'm being serious. No, listen. Before you get serious, when I usually drink that whiskey it always makes me into comedian so that's what's happening <laughs> oh yeah we are drinking whiskey today which one do i mix with it this or this? i'm not mixing it i'm just drinking it oh that's why you're a comedian that's why you're a comedian that's whiskey what i'll makes like. me number one comedian oh okay maybe i'll get a deal so probably in houston he started teaching another college and this college is called saint thomas university i've never heard of it go ahead and check it out in austin houston houston there we go. Yep. So in 1971, his dad died and he went to a deep, deep depression. And he actually ended up in a mental hospital because he was just kind of going down the drain anyways. He was embarrassed. He didn't understand his feelings. Then his dad died. So he went to a mental hospital and he meets a nurse named Bonnie Nettles. Uh oh. Okay. She also has an interest in theology, philosophy, and religion. She also has a charismatic um, personality. personality. And they got along so well, they became close friends, and she insisted that they knew each other in a past life. And that she knew he was coming because some extraterrestrials aliens came to her and told her that she was going to reunite with an old friend from a past life. And this old friend had a divine assignment. Uh So imagine being in the mental health in the mental hospital and thinking you're worthless. Your life is over. And somebody tells you, you have a divine assignment. I would be like, girl, tell me more. So they actually research more and they're researching alternatives to religion and Christian uh, traditional Christian doctrine. So they're like, there has to be more to this religion. Let's find some astrology and science fiction and see if any, if there's any connections basically. So they did. And, and according to them, they found a lot of connections and a lot of Scientologists think so too. Oh, so also about this time, I guess he's not taking his medicine. He didn't take any fentanyl because he is having visions. Later oh, on, maybe they, he is taking fentanyl. <laughs> maybe he is. Later on, the, uh, they said that this was like part of his schizophrenic episodes or this could be schizophrenic episodes. But he said that somebody came to him and told him that he was chosen for a role like that of Jesus. It's so, a pretty big role. So he should have had some of David Koresh's cards. He Messiah should've. Productions. Well, they began to do this like astrology slash Bible science fiction. And it was like Scientology. 
And they became even closer and closer and closer. And so when he got out, he moved in with her. And they went on a cross-country um, tour. Van life? Basically. <laughs> but I don't think they had a van. Oh. And they were just telling others of their beliefs that they discovered. Oh, they're prophesizing. They were prophesizing. Is that what it's called? Prophesying. Yeah, they were intentional. (laughs) And um, uh, they were telling everybody about what they believed, okay? And they actually weren't couples. They were great partners. Like, they never had sex. Nothing ever sexual went between them. They just were meant to be with each other, but just as partners. So she was probably a lesbian. He was gay. Like it just worked out perfectly. (laughs) Worked out perfectly. Wow. What a great match. When they traveled around the country, they renamed themselves Bo and Peep. Are you? Like little Bo Peep. Like little Bo Peep. Later on, they they called themselves Bo and Peep. Joe and and Creep. (laughs) I can't even... Later on, it turned into guinea and pig, and then towards the end, they were doe and tea, like the song we sang last week. <laughs> <laughs> doe and tea, because remember, he was a musician. So um, they weren't like yin and yang. No, doe and tea. He was doe. They wrote up, they had a pamphlet made. And oh. so now when they're speaking, they would hand out this pamphlet, and this pamphlet basically said that Jesus has been reincarnated into a skinny Texas man with blue eyes. Like, basically, like, describe me as a man. (laughs) Bo. Basically, like, described Applewhite to a T. So they were trying to lead people to believe that he was the reincarnated Jesus. Yeah, I would have believed it. They got their first speaker off of this. I mean, their first follower off of this pamphlet and this was like a um okay i'm going home making a pamphlet do it okay you want some followers yeah (laughs) so there was a woman and she was married she had a newborn baby a toddler husband a home a life right she went to one session and she left them (gasps) and she turned over (laughs) all of her money to Bo and peep and she began to travel the country with them. Listen, all you need is your first follower. We might have been part of a cult, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So this woman, like, gave them all of her credit cards, all of their money. She left her family. Were they in numerology as well? They were probably. Wow. Numerologists. Added and- to the resume. <laughs> And but then she kind of like started second guess second guessing because she was like they're stealing from me they're stealing from other people there's written these cars and they're just never returning them how can they really be cleansing and wanting to go to the next level they didn't say heaven they said the next, next level, level. Um, if they're doing all this so they let her visit her family because this wasn't a very strict cult as far as yet as far as like talking to your family. So she wrote a letter and she was like, I'm coming to visit. And she came to visit and her husband was there and her kids were there and her kid was crying and her husband was crying and she decided to leave the cult. So she never went back. And luckily she did. She felt really, really guilty. And Bo and people were like, well, that's fine. You know, (laughs) we will get other people. And so they do. 
So now they're visiting, they're getting, for some reason, they're getting invited to come to churches to speak. And they're just going and they're renting these like halls and they're inviting everybody in the community and they'll go to these small towns. And there was like a town with 300 people, but they ended up getting like 30, I mean, 80 people out of this 300 to follow them and sign over all their shit to you them. Think this, like, they just, like, people just want to belong to something. Yeah. And so then they just are like, oh, this is something I can belong to. Just like your Bumble guy, like, they know who to target. So a lot of times they're getting uh-huh. these people, like, when they're vulnerable. But do they, do these cult leaders, like, are they, no, do they know really, like, I'm, not, I'm really just, like, trying to. I think they're just smart and they know, like, I think a predator knows prey. And so, so these people, they're charismatic. So you can go on and you can watch a video, and I'm going to post some in the links. And um, you, they'll speak, and, like, you look at his eyes, and his eyes are kind of mesmerizing. Oh. And he's very good with his words. And that- so people don't walk out in the – they're saying bogus shit. But because his eye contact, and he's so sincere, and he's so sin- serious, they're like, He's got to be telling the truth. Plus, this was during the time where um, all this alien stuff and UFO and like mind reading and all that stuff, it's like new mm. and it's exciting. So they made the regular Bible and Christian beliefs a little bit more exciting. You know, I do get that about people who when they talk to you and they talk to you intentionally and they like look into your soul through your uh-huh. eyes and they have a way with words and they like kind of smile while they talk. But like it's like sincere. Yeah. And then you kind of like melt and you're like, oh, my gosh, this person's like really smart and they know what they're talking. You know? It's yeah. Like, I totally get that. I could, that's why I probably I could be in a cult. I could I easily be talked into. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. No. So Caroline just admitted. Caroline just admitted she would join this cult. So no. we don't even have to do the poll. Listen, I just <laughs> no, I I won't make that's why I don't make eye contact a lot. So I'm just looking away. Go ahead. Continue with your story. <laughs> She's not looking at me now. Okay. So they begin calling themselves the UFO two. Or the two. So if you read in the book of Revelation, Caroline, you weren't allowed to open up the Bible, but <laughs> the other people who were allowed to open up the Bible, if they read in the book of Revelation, there's two witnesses that are referred to at the end of times. And then only they're the people that like got to witness the end of times. And so they're the only two people that know. So they said that they were reincarnated from those two people in the Bible. Then they were taken on the UFO and then they were brought back to the world before it gets recycled to recruit other people to get on the UFO with him and go to the next level that they know how the world is going to end and that you can only be saved from the world ending. If you follow them where here goes 20 more people packing up their shit. And when they join them, do they have to like move their house? They left their house. Oh, my gosh. And they're traveling right now. They're not living anywhere right now. They're just traveling, and they're, like, gathering How their crew. How make money? When you join them, you signed all your money and your credit cards and everything over to the, You're just relinquishing total control to them. Well, that wouldn't be bad. I mean, I could get rid of some debt. <laughs> 
I don't know how legit <laughs> and official it is, but you can't. So, okay. They're recruiting and they're getting more people and they're getting more people. And let me tell you what happens when you decide to join them. <clears throat> Sorry. You have to not only abandon your family unless both spouse and husband decide to join. You abandon your family. You turn over all your money and you are asked to cleanse your body of impure influences like fast food, sexual thoughts. There's no alcohol. Everybody looks the same. Everybody dresses the same. It's total equality. Oh, this is a terrible cult. I would not. So they have to do the master cleanse. Have you heard of the master cleanse? No. That's what we call I'm it now. I'm unaware. Basically, you drink nothing but a mix of lemonade, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup. You have to drink it like by the gallons. And if, if like, like when Beyonce did it, she got to eat a little bit of food. When these people did it, Three months straight, no food. Oh, hey, I don't. Your body can live. I don't eat my food. I mean, I don't drink my food. (laughs) I eat my food. Gotta chew. Gotta chew. So. That's Matthew McConaughey. Okay. In that role. It's 1974 and Marshall Applewhite gets arrested in Harlingen, Texas. So that's down south. Because he has a rental car that he rented in Missouri and just never returned. Oh, geez. He's also in trouble for credit card fraud. Because remember, he's using all these people's credit card. He goes to jail and the police are like, why don't you just turn in the damn car? And he he said that he is, quote unquote, divinely authorized to keep the car. So... Screw you, okay. Enterprise well, <laughs> Screw you, Enterprise. I was divinely authorized oh, to keep no, this thing. No, no. So the crew is growing, and it actually grows up to like hundreds of people, like hundreds and hundreds of people. There's almost a thousand at one point in time, but it's not really, really humongous. So you got to think about all these people just renounced their worldly possessions. Their career, their family, their friends, their homes. And they don't get to eat food. Their sexuality, alcohol, socialization, relationships, and all material possessions. If they were married, if they joined as a married couple, they were no longer married. There's no such thing as marriage at the next level. There's no such thing as male and female at the next level. So they are partnered with one male and one female. They're They're non-binary? They are. They were non-binary before we knew what non-binary was. Wow, they were ahead of time. <laughs> and they would split up couples and intentionally put them with like random people. So it would be a random husband with another random wife and then make sure that they did not engage in like sexual thoughts or sexual activities. And if they did, they, they, they had to go confess. Then? They, if they stayed in places, they would have to room together. What and eventually I- they do go, they do eventually get a place. So I'm trying to listen, but I'm having a hard time not interrupting because <laughs> I have so many issues. It's well, it's crazy what these yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. just believed. Yeah. Like you can't even stay in the same room with your husband or wife. You have to go stay with another husband or wife and you don't even he or she or them, and you you didn't even friends, choose it. Couldn't talk to them really. You should be you able to have choose relationships. It. No, couldn't choose it. No, nope. 
You can't do any of it. Wow. You can't even eat. You can't drink. You can't talk about sex or even do sex. Nope. Can't do sex. Can't do sex. Well, I'm out. Caroline's <laughs> out. Okay, so they also believe that aliens visit humanity in the past a long, long time ago and place. Well, we've all seen E.T. Okay. Humans on Earth and that they would return to collect a select few. Oh. And so they were trying to recruit the select few so that when the aliens came back to get them, they could all go to the next level. The only way to talk to these aliens was via the show Star Trek. Okay. (laughs) So they would dough and tea. They're dough and tea now. Wait, they changed their names now? Now they're dough and tea. They would watch Star Trek and they would come back with this divine speech and all these like what things that were going to happen. And the aliens talked to them through Star Trek or Star wow. Wars. One of them. I don't know the difference. Um, I feel like one's a movie and one's a TV show. Okay. I don't know. I never watched either one. Maybe Mike can tell us. Well, Maybe he he can probably tell us more than I'm telling you because I think he was part of the <laughs> He was actually cult. in the cult, so he could probably could tell us a lot. They also practice equality and fairness. Oh. That's nice. That is nice. But then that means that everybody had to wear the same thing. Okay. Black well, pants, black shoes, th- black well, or white shirt. What do we do at Catholic school? You wear uniforms. Basically cold. I said, I, I was going to say, I would love to have that. So I wouldn't have to think about what to wear. I'd be like, oh, I just get to wear the same thing every day. <laughs> every day. day I don't have to day. focus because that really stresses me out. It's, it is stressful. I'm going to take a minute break from <laughs> um okay so they had to wear the same thing they had to eat the same thing so if breakfast was a blueberry pancake and an egg white and a piece of sausage because now their cleanse was over everybody had to have one blueberry pancake you couldn't have a buttermilk pancake your pancake couldn't be shaped as mickey mouse and my pancake shaped as a circle Everybody's had to look the same. And when they cooked it, there was a specific recipe of how much everybody, like how much, how you make it and how much everybody got. It was 100% equal and fair. The women had to wear their hair the same. There was no makeup. There was no, it was just very, very, very basic. And they were only allowed to have $5.75 on their person at all times. And you're going to tell us why. Well, there was multiple reasons, but the reasons I heard the most was if they were driving and they ran out of gas, they'd had a couple dollars to put in the gas tank and you had quarters encased for the payphone in case you need to call. That was it. I heard, this is like the only part of the story I've okay. heard, was that whenever they die that they had to keep that money in their pocket because that's what they had to pay for the UFO to be taken to the next level. It did. It did evolve to that. Oh, okay. So right now it's, you need this amount for when we're out just in case. Then he, he, it changed, it changes. Okay. So they also had to change their name. Oh, so everybody's name ended in ODY. Clog. O-D-Y. But the first part had to be three consonants. So no vowels. So here's somebody's name. L-V-V-O-D. 
J-M-M-O-D. Um, R-K-K-O-D. How do you say that? Rakodi. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you? Go. I, I tried to not talk, but you, you pushed this on me. So there's this new game out. I don't know if you've played it yet. It's called Wordle. It's it's the new rage. But you've been playing it because I've seen it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Cheryl and me and Casey, we've been like sharing what... Anyways, Wordle is you have six guesses to get this five-letter word. Okay. But if you get the right letter, it turns green. If you get the right letter... Uh, the wrong letter. It turns Whatever. Red. It's gray. One of them's green. Like you, oh. it's the right letter in the right spot. It's green. The right letter in the wrong spot is yellow and the wrong letter overall. It's gray. Anyways, when you say Const- it, lends, it ends with O-G-Y, it reminded O-G-Y. me of Wordle because some of the l- words it's like, oh, I have three letters and I have to figure out the rest of the words. Oh. So then it related, I was like, okay, I've been playing Wordle, so I should be able to figure this out. Well, <sighs> Consonant, consonant, consonant makes it really hard. But these new names set them apart from the worldly humans, right? We have basic names with vowels and whatever. And it also made them gender neutral because RKKOD, is that a boy or a girl? Can't tell you. They're gender neutral. That's called. Before it was even in, they were gender neutral. Wow. Look at this. They and them. So, after they were, like, staying at campgrounds, like, around the world, they eventually, by the late 70s, they had inherited a bunch of money. So, one of the members had a trust fund. Somebody died, and that money went to them. So, they're able to (gasps) rent homes and rent houses. And so, this made Doe and T seem like they were, like, really, (laughs) like on the top of the world. And so then they stopped speaking directly to the people. They would only send like videos or tapes and they convinced their followers to totally submit as if they already have it, but like a pet would. So totally like children or pets would, they're just supposed to totally submit. And they stopped recruiting because like they were getting a little paranoid and, um, people were knowing about them a little bit more, so they didn't want the wrong people to come in and kind of penetrate. So they kind of stopped recruiting for a little bit. They had a big number. They were getting all this money. Now they had places to live. And um, let me see. already said all that. Then they started wearing the same shoes called Nike. They there they wore black pants, black shirt, and black Nikes because they liked the slogan "Just Do It." But they changed it to "Just Do It." <laughs> do it. What? <laughs> just do it. What? Like, what does that even mean? It don't matter. It's his name. He had to put his name in the slogan. Oh. Just do it. How do you spell do? D O. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was the same slogan. He just pronounced it differently. <laughs> wow. That's so great. And he, yeah. Okay. Guess so those eyes, you can do anything you want. By the eighties, he had told them they can have jobs. If he approved the job, if they approved the job. So they had like computer techs, then mechanics and the job had to be like a benefit to the cults. And um, for some reason in 1982, they let them call their families because 
the beginning, they were kind of flexible. Now they were like, at the beginning, they were kind of flexible. Then they got really strict. No contact. You had to cut them off, right? Yeah. But by eight, 1982, they were, I think they were like testing, kind of like Cameron Hooker did oh, to yeah, yeah, and yeah. let yes, them go yes, home. Yes. So he said, they said, you're allowed to go home for Mother's Day. Go visit your families. You can stay gone for this long. And if they ask you where you are, you tell them you've been in a monastery this whole time, like a little private place for monks. But this was a test. They wanted to, one, see who's going to come back. Two, who was going to engage in sexual relations? Because they were going home to their spouses and their old lives. So were you going to be tempted by the worldly temptations? And then were you going to come home and repent? And I felt like, he probably just wanted to hear what they did with their wife. <laughs> like, so none of them were having sex? Nobody's allowed to have sex. He's not even having sex. No. He hated the fact that he was, he was gay. gay. Oh. So he <gasps> did not want anybody to engage. Oh, so he didn't even ever no. know. He's, it's totally opposite of most cults. Usually it's like they're... They're trying to multiply, multiply, yes, multiply. Yes, multiply and they're screwing the kids and the, yeah. everybody's wives and they got 20 wives. No. Yeah. No sex is allowed. No sexual thoughts are allowed. That's why you had to cleanse yourself. Yeah. Do the master cleanse. Um, whether people deviated from the rules were not, like, I didn't get that far. <laughs> but they were allowed to go and they were allowed to come as they pleased if they wanted to leave the cult. So I think about, like, Jim Jones. I was listening to a podcast where one of the survivors of the Jim Jones cult said that they just visited a church. Mm -hmm. And when you signed in, everybody signed in on their own separate piece of paper. So you would go in and you'd sign Caroline Wolf, right? Yeah. And you just gave them to the deacons or whatever. And if you decide to leave, they brought you to a room and they'd hand back that piece of paper with your signature, but it had something typed at the top. And it was usually a confession to some type of murder or child abuse. So this guy said that he didn't like where the church was going when he was part of the Jim Jones cult and that he was going to leave and they brought him in and they had a typed up letter with his signature at the bottom confessing to molestation and raping his daughters. What? And they said that they would turn that into the police department if he left and he would never see his family again. So that's how they kept them into the cult because uh -uh. Jim Jones had connections with the police. Oh, he had members what? within the police and within oh, the district's attorney. So he had a bunch of connections. Oh, so my. Heaven's Gate wasn't like that. If people wanted to leave, they were allowed to leave. If people wanted to come back, they were allowed to come back. It was very like open and door, open and shut, like open and closed door. Bunch of swingers without the swinging. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know. Cantaloupes, so, not pineapples. Cantaloupes. And now a word from our sponsors. So by 1985, Bonnie Nettles died of cancer. And Applewhite becomes depressed again because... This is his side. It's, I mean, like his no partner. More dough. I mean, there's, there's no, no more tea. tea. Now it's just dough. 
And right? there's no more, what was the first name? First, what was their first name? Bonnie. Bonnie Nettles. No, their oh, first group. Peep. Name? There's no more No more Peep. peep. Wow. Okay, now they have to do a full genocide or whatever it's called. Yeah. So before, you didn't even have to die to get to the next level because the UFO was going to come and get you. Yeah. You leave your earthly container body here and you go to your new body at the next level, right? Yeah. Well, now the teachings are slowly changing because he's kind of like going downhill even more. I don't know how you can get worse than this. So now he was like Christ. And the only way mm -hmm. to get to the next level was through him. Yeah. He found ways to link the Bible with his beliefs. So remember Virgin Mary. I don't know if you know the story. Virgin Mary. Um, I do know that. Story. Got pregnant, right? But no. she was a virgin. She's immaculate conception, April. Immaculate, immaculate con conception. Well, according to Doe, she boarded a UFO. Oh, well, that, and that is how she got right. married. Yep. That is how she got pregnant. pregnant. And then the UFO dropped her back off and she had this miracle baby, mm, right? Yeah, that's probably more accurate. And heaven was actually a planet that you can only get to by UFO. Wow. And so people, like, it's kind of like, not holes, but like more abstract areas of the yeah. Bible. Mm -hmm. So they like put meaning to it and people believed it. oh it makes sense a ufo i can imagine that i can't imagine yeah. just you know immaculate conception true i can't i can i much can't rather picture imagine like I, it's UFO. easier to pitch in heaven as a planet than it yeah. is to picture like you don't know it's a picture right yeah so people are like oh i like this version oh, yeah that's a good version. i like this and that when jesus died he actually boarded a spaceship and our ufo and then instead of him rising from the dead, the spaceship just dropped him back off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably, that's probably more accurate. That's, yeah. Not forget the tomb, forget yeah. all that other no, stuff. No, no. It wasn't so, empty. It was never full, so it wasn't empty. Yeah. So he also becomes more and more paranoid because he thinks the government's coming after him. Maybe this is after Waco raided David Koresh. I don't know. He thinks they're going to raid their homes and so he wouldn't let anybody new in because he thought all the new converts were going to be spies and that they were going to try to take control. Plus, he was getting older and he knew he could kind of be easily over like overtaken over, yeah, yeah. if they needed to. So they went dormant for a while. For a while. And then in 1988, so three years after Bonnie died, they released a 12 part video series that broadcasted via satellite and all these you can still go to, but they're just basically ridiculous. Oh but gosh. now he's coming to the internet or to the media source back then. And this is his way of opening up to everybody and getting whatever followers that he can. Oh and he refers to his people as for the first time as the heaven's gate cult. Oh. And he tells them that the world is about to expire and if they want to go to the next level, then they have to join them. That is the only way that they can get to the next level, yeah, yeah. which is heaven per se. So that aired and people talked bad about him. He did some interviews like on New, uh, New York Times. I think he was like in People Magazine and they talked bad about him and it kind of hurt his conscience a little bit. So then, for the first time, he started talking about suicide. Uh-oh. 
he was like, you go to hell if you commit suicide. He was like, not for him Mm -hmm. because it's not really suicide because this is just a borrowed earthly container. So you're just getting to where you should be quicker. (laughs) And suicide is now the only way to get to the next level. So then they started going to class, and this is basically suicide, suicide class. class. Okay. So they learn they learn exactly how they're going to do it. They practice it. It becomes like a routine. How do you practice? You practice what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So they okay. it, everything's a routine. Okay. So I'll tell you how they practice it as soon as we get to that point. So, but now it's just class. It's class. It's class because you're getting ready for the next level. You have to go to class to get ready. Right. So they're going to suicide class. They get, they move to New Mexico and they're going to build an earthly ship or like their own compound, but that didn't work out. And they end up going to California, San Diego, and they rent a big humongous mansion because they have this money now. And they had to be a little bit more strict because the the next level is coming soon. So to suppress sexual desires more, they had to take the next step. And that was castration. What? The men chopped off their penises. Not all of them. Only about eight of them. But Doe was one of them. And I even looked up because sometimes castration is like your scrotum, like you do like a bull or a dog. Like balls only? Just your balls, yeah. They chipped off the real thing, (laughs) their member. Just sitting there? No, they actually found a doctor from Mexico to do it for them. From Mexico. (laughs) That sounds about damn right. They asked some California doctors. Can we put out a trigger warning? Not for the suicide, (laughs) but for the chopping penis off. Beware trigger warning. (laughs) Trigger warning. If you have any kind of fears about your penis. (laughs) Be it chopped off. Here it comes. Here it comes. He convinced Were they under anesthesia? I'm so concerned about this part of the story. I mean, I would. I, uh, I would think. I mean, did they go to the... I can't. I don't even These know. men were so happy Continue. to do this. Okay, I bet they were. They That's were so great. happy to do this because... They wanted vaginas because you know, they were identifying as females anyway, <laughs> so it's fine. Whatever. That's what I'm going with, so bye. So now they're basically an identical non-sexual family because now the men got... They look just like the women. They're all just alike. Um, so I kind of talked about, you know, he hated himself. Now they're living in, he hated himself because he was gay. And so he wanted everybody else to be non-sexual like him. They're living in California. He record everybody. It's now it's time to get ready for, to evacuate the earth. He puts out one more message and he tells the viewers, viewers, this is your last chance. If you want to make it to the next level, come and join us in Rancho Santa Fe, California. And this whole time he'd been saying, this UFO is coming. This UFO is coming. They've even gone outside and waited for hours for the UFO to come and it never comes, right? So people do get tired of like his BS and they leave the cult. And so now there's only about 39 members. And... Then something called the Haley Bop 
comet or hellbop. I don't know how it's pronounced. <clears throat> I didn't pay attention in astrology. Hellbop. Uh, Mike knows because he's in <laughs> he the was, cult. He was like, <laughs> he I dodged that bullet. <laughs> I can't believe he was in the cult and even tell us. We just had to figure it out ourselves. They learned of the Hellbop comet coming. Hellbop comet coming. And Applewhite believed that T, so Doe believed that T was going to be riding on a spaceship, trailing the comet. Like that's how she was going to get dirty. Damn. (laughs) On a spaceship, trailing the comet, coming back to get them. So he got everybody ready. And it's March of 1997. And all the group members recorded their farewell statements. <laughs> I'm just picturing the animation of it. And Applewhite made another video stating suicide is the only and final exit. So on March 22nd, the suicides began. They, after the Last Supper, so they went and had their Last wow. Supper. Wow. They went to Marie Callender's and <laughs> <laughs> Carlsbad was still open, I guess. Okay. They all they ordered, had their fettuccine. All, all ordered the same thing. Turkey pot pie and cheesecake with blueberries on top. I know. That would not. I, I would not want up. that to be my last dinner. I just threw up. Everybody I, had the same thing. Give me a freaking water burger with mustard. She's only in spice. <laughs> no. <laughs> The waitress later said that everybody at the dinner was so happy, so polite, and they acted like they were looking forward to something. And they were. So when they went home, they ate some applesauce laced with fentanyl. No. (laughs) Laced with barbiturates. Wait, that's basically fentanyl. (laughs) And hydrocodone. And that. And now I guess they're allowed to drink because they also chased it with some vodka. What's barbiturates? And do they really have hydrocodone? Or did you make that up? No, they did. Barbiturates and hydrocodone was mixed inside the applesauce. So they ate the applesauce. But they knew it was And they drank the vodka. Yes, because they had practiced this. They've been going to class (laughs) for a year. Why do you have to practice <laughs> eating applesauce? You have to practice how it's going to go because it has to be regi- very regimented. Okay, let me practice. Very ritual. How after, what happens after I eat applesauce? And okay. then they placed bags over their head. They had on, they wore black Nike decade shoes, black uniforms with patches that spread Heaven's Gate away team. Each body had a bag with a form of identification and $5.75. That was their uh, admission. That was their admission to get onto the (gasps) UFO. Yes, that's what I was. That's the only part I read. That's literally (laughs) the only part I read. The suicide took three days because they did it in waves. This is what they're practicing. 15 people helped. No, eight people helped 15 people commit suicide. They had to be placed in their bed perfectly. Their beds had to be made the same. They had to be dressed the same. These eight helpers wrapped the bags around their head, tied it the same, and put their little baggies of money next to them. So the eight people assisted the 15 people, right? Oh, my. And then another group helped the last 15 people. How did the last people do it? 
then they just did it themselves. It was like Dell and TDI, like the last couple, they did it themselves. Did they die from the applesauce uh, cocktail or from the bags over their heads? I think the cocktail made them pass out, but the bad made them suffocate. So I think. Oh, hell. This is terrible. Total, there were 39 bodies, 21 women and 18 men and their ages. He had cult members as low as 18, but the ages of the suicides were 26 to 72. And they were all found on March 26th. Oh, my God. It was the largest mass suicide in the U.S. All his videos went viral. Like, basically, he went even more viral after this. Oh, my gosh. Um, There were two surviving members, and we still don't know, like, did they choose not, did they opt out of the suicide at the last minute, or were they chosen Mm. to stay because they still operate the website? Heaven's (gasps) Gate, still hot. It's called, it's the Higher Source um, Media Productions, and they have a website, heavensgate.com. Uh-uh. Um, and so I just wonder, are they actually recruiting or are they just dormant? What's going on with Heaven's Gate? I mean, they can't be without dough Who knows? or tea. So even a couple. Okay. So after this aired, after this was all over the news, some of the former members that quit early committed suicide. Because they felt like they missed out on it. So they committed suicide at home after they went back to their families. Nope. Their own way. Oh. And then hoping to board the UFO. Isn't that crazy? It's how brainwashed (laughs) there was. So let me tell you about these Nikes. Because, you know, I'm like, you know, those Nikes went like went crazy. So Did you buy some? They were a collector's item because they described to a T what they had on, and these were Nike decades. They were like, these were basic ass Nikes. Yeah, we call them. Yeah, those a little basic. Li- yeah, like gangster Nikes. Very basic Nikes. Well, they became a collector's item, but Nike discontinued the style, oh. and somebody found an un- a pair in their storage unit. In uh-uh. Arizona, and they put them for auction on eBay. They got six thousand six hundred and sixty dollars for them. But look, that's crazy. Six. That is so creepy looking. Six 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 <gasps> is what they got for those shoes. Oh, well, who bought them? Probably somebody. Probably have a cult. Oh my um, gosh. And then oh, so they like they put bags over their heads, but they covered their. Their b- bodies were covered with these blankets. So all you can see in their little cot is is legs with the Nike shoes and they're all and they're covered with the purple blanket. Or like a yeah, covered blanket. There's that's a, so <clears throat> creepy looking. There's a replica um of this. I think there's one in Louisiana and I think there's one in California. Like you can go to a museum and that whole setup of how the room, like the house looked <gasps> for the suicide. There's a full replica there that people like tour and go see. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, that is so creepy looking. Okay. So after so I was thinking like what kind of people, what kind of state in life do these people have to be in to join this cult? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and what so I was one guy was saying that he 
was doing a lot of psychedelic drugs at the time. So he was doing LSD mushrooms and he was always like in this in and out state. Yeah. And so a lot of his memory of it, he said it was the best time of his life. And when because he was on and off these drugs, it all made sense to him. He eventually got out. Another couple was a black couple. If you look at these, these are like old, young, all different races. This black couple had been being terrorized in their town that they lived in. Mm-hmm. They had their house burned down. They had like crosses burned in the yard. They were ousted because of their color. And so now you have this sweet little white mesmerizing captivating couple that's saying please come and join us we want you we everybody it's fair and it's unity we're all everybody's the same and we're all the same color we cut off our penis and so this is off they dropped off their kids to their grandparents and they joined this couple yeah they joined the cult right well finally the daddy the husband was like no, I'm not about this life. Mm-mm, I want my And business. he left and he begged his wife to leave. And his wife is on video and she's just like, this is where I wanted to be, right? So he left. You know, and the next time he saw his wife? Oh. On that picture. <gasps> on those pictures when she committed suicide. She he stayed. saw her legs in the Nikes? <laughs> How do you know it was her? He had, he had to identify the body. <gasps> well, at least he got to keep his penis. And his kids. But that it's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So there's oh the Heaven's Gate cult, you guys. Gosh. Listen, that was amazing. And it's I, crazy. I mean, yeah, it's just oh. so like um, you know, you don't really I can't imagine how you get into that stuff. I just really can't. I mean, I get how you can talk to somebody and you look in their eyes and they like tell you, you know, and you like like yeah, go into their soul, but not that deep. Yeah, not, I'm not trying to. That's exactly what Jody Chad would do. He would like look in you in the eye, and because he thought that we would really think that he was telling the truth if he looked you in in the eye and he talked real soft and he has those eyes, so those little, like the yeah. eyes that like look like puppy dog eyes. Yeah, you know, and that what's McCall had these great eyes. Major Apple, not Major Applewhite. Oh shit, he's a Marshall, quarter, Marshall. quarterback. Marshall <laughs> Applewhite had these great eyes, and he mesmerized people with them. It's about the eyes, and it's about the eye contact. Yeah, and it's but if you're good looking, it's even better. Yeah, he wasn't. He was a mo. Yeah. Well, Dirty Chad was good looking. So yeah. Mm. Even worse, even worse, even worse. I need y'all to tell us who is more likely to join this cult. <laughs> Me. Or, or Caroline. Who is it? Tell us. Because <laughs> we have no idea. I, don't know. I have no idea. I don't think either one of us would. Oh, can I give you. Hang on. I got to get into it. While she's else. looking yeah. at it, I need you guys um, to do a couple of things. I just found out, I'm real late in the game, that you can actually rate us on Spotify. So if you listen to us on Spotify, you need to go and search us and. Go to our main page when you search us and then give that five star rating so that we can be rated on Spotify. Also, go to podcasts or Amazon or wherever you get your podcasts and review and rate us. Do them both. So five star and then leave us a nice review because when we record next week's episode, 
we're going to catch up on our on all of our reviews that we have. I would appreciate that so much. Also, we got a couple of things coming up in April. I know that's far away. We're doing cold cases unsolved. We know one that we're going to do. But if you have a favorite cold case out there, especially if it's not a big one that's talked about that there's a hundred podcasts out on it. If it's one that's not really known, send us an email at bloodyhappyhour at gmail.com and send us some links or tell us a little bit about the case because we are kind of looking, researching for that stuff right now. What else, Caroline? Um, I want to do a little teaser for my cult the next cold okay I'm doing. okay so i just have to tell i'm going to tell them who it is okay or what it is but this is just a teaser because it's so um it's not you wouldn't expect it i don't know I, unless you watch hbo documentary so this is the gwen shamblin laura wow she was doing the way down workshop the way down diet workshop so how do you how does a diet have what does diet have to do with the church right like that's weird so she basically transformed a weight loss program into an entire religion (laughs) (laughs) how impressive (laughs) could be (laughs) how do you even do that like so it's in the 80s she founded this way down diet like way down okay okay w-e-i-g-h she founded this workshop by the mid 90s it was this booming business and it was offered to churches across the country so and then in 1997 she released her book way down diet book wow and the book ended up selling over a million copies yes so she was able to take this massive following of spiritual dieters and use that to create the remnant fellowship church which did it she did in 1999 wow. so this is this is what we're going to talk about that's just a very tiny tidbit of the next cult gwen that, shamblin what's her name gwen shamblin laura because she had recently went against everything she preached about and got married to this fancy guy and don't tell us you're telling us the whole story i know (laughs) but start it right now (laughs) it's just so crazy and all the things that happened with it Mm. wow 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 okay so you asked for it there's episode one of cult month we're gonna have three more for you guys um so yeah what else is there um that's it yeah Go to all of our medias. Let us know what you think about this one. We'll post about, well, you got to post some videos or something about this. So if you look in the show Do notes. me, Tati, Tattoo, whatever. If you look in the show notes, I will click some links to his videos. They're long. He loved to hear him, himself talk. Um, and then. Look at you with the show notes. On the show notes. And then if you. Go to our Facebook page. Caroline has posted some pictures of the suicide pictures. You'll see what Doe looks like. You'll see what T looks like. You'll see those blue eyes. And look for a poll. Oh, yes. All you got to do is choose April or Caroline. (laughs) 
Or maybe <laughs> neither. We will take that too. Maybe or neither. both. Or both. There we go. There <laughs> we go. All right, y'all. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>